0: Have you ever been at a big party and things just seem a little off and then a killer shows up? The movies we'll be talking about this week are similar to that. Sometimes it's a big wedding celebration, sometimes it's, you know, just hanging out because bad things are happening, you're trying to make yourself feel better. This week we'll be taking a look at Ready or Not and the new Scream. Join us at the Crossroads.
1: Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rob.
0: I'm your other host, Ryan.
1: And today's a fun horror filled episode. Um, less horror, more comedy most of the time, but who are we to judge? Uh, both movies we're talking about today are directed by Matt bettinelli Olfin and Tyler Gillett. And our first film, Ready or Not, was released in 2019 and written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy.
0: Those uh, those guys collectively go by the name Radio Silence, uh, Guy, Bus- or Guy Busick, Matt Bettini, Often, and Tyler Gillette. I don't know why the they go by that, but it works for them.
1: Yeah, it's a cool production title name. I like it. Yeah. And. Both these movies feel very similar, so I feel like from here on out, if you see Radio Silence production, you're going to know exactly what type of movie you're going to
0: get. Yeah, they, they churned out a ton of shorts in the, the late 2000s, and they've been putting out a couple of
1: features now. I think Scream is their second.
0: Uh, their they're second, like a like real release, but they had a couple other ones. Okay. Uh, they had one called Devil's Due. They had some segments in some anthology films.
1: Did they do a segment in um, Southbound?
0: Yes, they did two. They were in several um, of the VHS films. They've done a couple of uh, mostly horror comedies.
1: So they're kind of similar to another production duo I like. um, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett. They also did shorts in VHS and a couple other features. And then eventually got Your Next, the Death Note remake, and The Guest so yeah it seems like if you start doing segments in in anthology films you're bound to get noticed especially big yes. ones like vhs so ready or not came out in 2019 and it's a horror comedy uh, maybe more thriller comedy it's about yeah. this newly married couple um he's the heir to a multi-million dollar board game company who's said to have a family curse on them where whenever anybody new joins the family they must play a game and samara weaving plays the wife grace and she draws the one bad card for hide and seek yes
0: so I'm, i'm not a big fan of this film i i don't think it just was for me, a lot of people love it, so maybe there's just something that I'm not seeing, but the film is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's really moody lighting. A lot of it, most of it takes place over the course of about six hours, and it's just gorgeous. The the use of colors, It's a lot of reds and golds.
1: Yeah, the set design is real good. It really makes you feel like you're in this huge Victorian-era mansion. And yes. it feels really lived in all the sets.
0: It,
1: they could have gone into a mansion and just shot there. That's how good the sets look.
0: Yes. The, um, the exteriors are an existing mansion. The interiors largely were sets.
1: Uh, it's typically fun how it's fact. Done.
0: Yeah. Fun fact. The exteriors were shot at the same, uh, mansion as Billy Madison,
1: Oh, do they, which I think is cool. Do they take place in the same universe?
0: I have no idea, but we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit <laughs> Talk about scream. Yeah. Um,
1: um, so, I saw this movie in theaters when it first came out, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. And upon re-watching for this episode, I actually liked it a lot more. I think the pacing is pretty good. It's, it starts slow, kind of gives you all the information you need, and then introduces all these characters. And then by the 30-minute mark, the story's going. And from that point forward, it's just an upward climb of tension.
0: I think the the issue is that it has a really hard time finding a tone Mm -hmm. uh, because it takes it takes about 10 minutes before anything scary or funny happens so it's just sort of like awkwardly hanging out with these people for a little bit
1: um i Um, I think a big part of that (laughs) is the opening sequence a lot of these big studio horror films or action films start right in the middle of the action and yeah That's obviously to grip people, but for me, I feel like that ruins the pacing of 9 out of 10 times I see it.
0: Yes. It was nice to see Annie McDowell in something, because she had been kind of toiling away in really independent things and on television for a long time, and that's kind of a shame, because she was a huge star in the Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s, and hadn't really done much that I had seen in a long time.
1: Um, And she's great. She plays the mother, correct? Yes. Yeah, she's fantastic in this. She's that perfect blend of like kind of creepy and foreboding, but welcoming and nurturing. Yes,
0: you get the feeling like if she wasn't required to to kill her new daughter-in-law, that they would have become friends.
1: Yeah, and she. But she the only really one, wanted to be nice. She's the only one who feels sorry for that. She has to kill her. I would say uh,
0: Adam Brody as the brother. Uh, oh, Daniel yes. also, like he, but he's so over it. Like he, he, I think he's the one who had to kill his aunt's husband and has just kind of been awful ever, like just drunk and miserable ever since.
1: Yeah. Um. So that's really the only thing to come out of that opening scene is to really see yeah. why the brother doesn't like mm-hmm. this tradition. But yeah. it's not really needed to be seen, like. That's something they could just use in a throwaway line.
0: Yes. Uh, I I feel like that was done in reshoots, honestly. Yeah. Um, The one thing I did kind of like, but I wish they had done more with, was how Alex had left the family for a while.
1: Yes. They just keep mentioning that he went away. They never really say for what reason or why. And it's assumed it's because of this tradition, but they later state in the film that if not everyone there plays the game, it doesn't count.
0: Yes. There's a there's a thing in television production, especially called the bottle episode, where it's a limited cast and it takes place in one location. And this is kind of like bottle episode, the movie.
1: Yeah, it only takes place at the mansion.
0: Yeah, I mean this was a a six million dollar budget movie, which and is very small for this tiny. ambition. Yeah, because it's aside from one quick sequence on the ground of the mansion, and then it the, moves into a car it all takes place in this in the one area yes
1: it's kind of like phone Uh, booth yes i mean not to that level but yeah one location not much going on outside of it yes and i think one of the the issues
0: that i had was that for all the incompetence that this family has they only ever managed to like accidentally kill some of the help and I think it would have been more interesting if they had, like, upped the stakes a little bit. Like, the, the coke head with the crossbow. Yeah. If she had, like, taken someone else
1: out. Yeah, with the, the help joke. Like, they have mm-hmm. all these people, like, taking care of the kids and cleaning the house. And they just keep dying throughout the night. And it's played off as a joke. And there's not really any repercussions for it. Now, well, aside
0: from at the end, but that's more...
1: That's, like, an overall thing. Yeah. Like, an overall... yes they talk about that at the beginning of the film. Um Yes. So th- this movie it's a horror comedy, but I feel like the jokes don't it doesn't feel that way because the jokes are so separated from the horror aspect.
0: Yes. I think it didn't do this film any favors that uh, Knives Out, which covered a lot of the same general ideas, came out only a couple of weeks later.
1: Yeah, they are very which, similar.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not similar in plot, but they're very similar in Sh- feeling. Yeah,
1: structure and the amount yeah. of characters and the dysfunctional family.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much else to... I think Samara Weaving is quite good.
1: She's always great, though. and yeah. We're fans of her from The Babysitter. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, she's things... playing a very different character in oh, The yeah. Babysitter. It's like the opposite side of the same coin.
0: Mm. Yeah. You get the feeling like, she's much more traditional than even he is, even though she, I believe, is orphaned and he came from old money. Yeah,
1: she states that she never really had a family and she was just looking for basically true love, and she met the yeah. husband, Alex is his name, and, mm-hmm. like, they don't really dive into any of that, it's just a couple yeah. throwaway lines here and there, and I think this movie really should have been 10 to 15 minutes longer, with more focus on the individual characters.
0: Get, doing this film is probably what got them attention to do this, the new Scream, yeah. so...
1: They're definitely yeah. similar in style, and we'll get into that when we talk about the Scream. But yeah. I think apart from a really fun twist at the end, this movie is definitely not as funny as they think it is. But it's still a really fun thriller. Yeah. The uh, the
0: progression and the fact that... Uh, uh, what, I'm sorry, what is her name? The fact that Grace, like, really gets just the shit kicked out of her throughout the night, and you feel her pain, I think does
1: help sell how awful this is. I think this movie would pair better with Your Next than with Scream. (laughs) Probably. Unfortunately, that's not how it happened. But, um, I like the movie overall. It's definitely worth checking out if you like dark thrillers with some comedy. Um, for me, horror comedy is really hard to nail, and it's just two separated scene to scene in this
0: yes the plot kind of goes in circles for a while there is a timer on it like there's a built-in timer but I just think like it's fun but it doesn't hold up much scrutiny like if you can kind of push on it it'll figure
1: I am going to find you stay inside the shadows all you Oh, I knew it. Welcome back to the Crossroads Podcast, and join us as we take a look at 2022's Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5. Um, Written and directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olfin and Tyler Gillett. Written by James Vanderbilt, Guy Busick, and Kevin Williamson. Characters by... Kevin Williamson didn't,
0: yeah, he didn't work on this one, but he wrote the original Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 4, but notably not Scream 3. And there's
1: good reason for that.
0: Um, (laughs) Yes. He wrote the original uh, outline, but not like a full draft. He was busy with other things.
1: But it stars um, Scream, stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Melissa Barrara, Mary Shelton, and Jenna Ortega. And Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, who I learned is the son of Dennis Quaid, which is kind of cool. All three original characters are returning for this. Um, it's there's The plot for this is a typical slasher plot, but in the screen fashion. Um, it's very meta, but basically they're, in Woodsboro, yes. Ghostface comes back to attack relatives of the victims of the first movie. It, it plays into that whole thing we've been talking about the last couple weeks with sequel slash reboot. Um, yes.
0: This is the first Scream movie to be made after the death of Wes Craven. It's, uh... I think they do a pretty good job of imitating his style, but there's just something that Wes had that I think made the the first movie especially very special.
1: Wes is much better at writing than these two are. Um, Wes Craven did a really great job of... um, taking the script and making it feel like an actual horror comedy it was always scary but then funny where also with ready or not um radio silence tends to kind of do a scene that's scary and then a scene that's funny they never quite blend the two
0: yes uh i think the first one does the best job of that um We've talked about the first one before, so I don't feel too bad about uh, spoiling who the killers are in that one. But I think Matthew Lillard has a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic, and none of the actors in this one really bring that charisma. No,
0: he's he's such a phenomenal actor, and just like a, a pretty solid dude. Like he's um, whenever there's a party, not not in this one, but whenever there's a party scene in any of the Scream sequels. He'd show up and just be an extra because he just wanted to hang Not out on set. Awesome. Yeah, they, I, don't, I think because of COVID restrictions, he wasn't allowed to for this that one. Makes sense. Plus, it would have been awkward because it, this one was a full-on high school party, and he's like in his late forties now. Yeah, he's now.
1: getting too old to be at the high school party. But this plays into the whole sequel reboot thing and kind of pokes fun at it and just kind—it of, throws jabs at. Hollywood Studios, it, it yes. makes fun of Star Wars, and they even call out Ryan Johnson. yes, and specifically. Um, he's also thanked in yes. the credits for, yeah. for being a good sport. But yeah, they probably asked his permission.: Yeah, I,
0: I, I imagine he'd be pretty cool about it,
1: but yeah. yeah. but it's very meta in the fact that it's taking real-time stuff mm-hmm. and poking fun at it while also doing exactly what it's making fun of yes. to the point where it stops being ironic especially in the later half it stops being ironic and becomes everything it's making fun of
0: yes um it is nice to see the like the main three from the first film back Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: it also hangs this giant question of why haven't any of the other characters from the other movies come back and there's one person who came back from four that's marley shelton as the sheriff or as the, the I think she's the sheriff, the sheriff now. Yeah, she's the sheriff. And I think she's the only, only woman I can think of who was introduced in a sequel and then comes back in a major role.
1: Yeah, they there's Easter eggs out mm-hmm. there. Like, they'll mention character names or yeah. ask how so-and-so's doing, but we never see them on screen. But Yeah, Heather and that...
0: as... Uh, um, as J- Jamie Kennedy's brother. I can't think of the... Uh, um from the first one uh Jamie Kennedy's character she plays his sister yes but she's on screen for 12 seconds like it's barely even worth bringing her on
1: yeah it's literally there just to be like lit- it's it's literally there to be what it's making fun of bringing yes. all these returning characters or family of characters who were in previous movies just to appease fans but I like how it does this because it's not doing it with the intention of appeasing fans, but more poking fun at that and kind of saying, look how stupid this is. Yes. Now, all that
0: being said, I think um, there's some really positive thing about this film. It's, to my mind, the most diverse uh, screen film they've had so far of yes. the
1: main cast. I think most of them are non-white. which is And this, it follows the typical slasher stereotypes, yeah. but... Instead of being like a 90s slasher where everyone's white, mm-hmm. it's more realistic and has different and more diverse yes. characters. and.
0: The, it, yeah, the closest thing the film has to a lead is Sam Carpenter, who is... I'm not sure if she's supposed to be in the film, but
1: she is Hispanic. She was in In the Heights, actually. I thought she was a little flat, but it's <laughs> yeah. a horror movie, so acting mm-hmm. I tend to be a little more lenient with. But... Yes,
0: I think she's doing what she can with a really underwritten role, and that's another problem, is a lot of these roles that aren't the main characters feel very yes. flat.
1: Um, I was saying this to you earlier. Um, when there There's a segment in the middle that's the three main characters from Scream 1, and it goes on for like mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes. And during that segment, I forgot about all the other characters in this movie.
0: Yes, like, I had a similar problem like, with
1: it. I think... Again, same issue with Ready or Not. The big group of characters aren't developed enough to make me really care about them, but I care about yeah. Sydney, Gale, and Dewey. We've been through four yes. movies with them. We we know them. We care about them, and I wish they were more utilized. Yeah.
0: Yes, uh, it's it's really nice to see them. I mean, the the only slight potentially weird thing is that courtney cox and david arquette were married and are no longer married but they have a nice reunion scene that
1: truly feels heartfelt mm-hmm. in the middle of the film and that's really nice and their characters are divorced too so it yeah. kind of plays into it i'm sure it may have been awkward for them on set mm-hmm. but it seems like they're having fun together
0: yeah i mean they did a lot of promotion together in the same room they have a child together they co-parent i mean uh there's a live reaction from a couple years ago when David Arquette found out that she was coming back and he seemed genuinely excited. So,
1: yeah, I mean, just because they're divorced doesn't mean they don't like each other. Like, I'm sure being Um, famous is very hard. (laughs) I thought David Arquette uh, stole the show. Every every scene he's in is amazing.
0: Yes, he is doing some really good acting, in this Uh, they make his character a little bit more rugged which is cool apparently was um was painting a lot on set he's a certified bob ross instructor so he was uh painting with a lot of people which i think is cool yeah film sets are not as exciting as you think there's a lot of standing a lot of hurry up and wait so yes um it's cool to have uh roger jackson back as ghostface you 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 can't do ghostface
1: without him he is the voice yeah and he is yes. so good in this. Like, I, he yes. just does the voice, but he is menacing. Yes. But like, yes, we've we've heard him in the first movie where he's scary, but in this, he's he really takes it to another level. I
0: kind of want to talk about some of the things that this. Does this definitely plays with the continuity yes. a little bit? But I think all of the Scream sequels have. Um.
1: Do you um, want to do a spoil section then?
0: Yeah, I kind of okay. do. Um, but in general, like I didn't much care for this, but I think that slasher fans are gonna have a lot of fun with it. I don't, think, I don't think like it's mean spirited. I don't think it's you know unpleasant or anything. It just it's kind of a goofy, gory mm-hmm. time. And I think the movie does. Oh, I'll talk about it. In the spoilers. But the movie does have balls to go in one direction that it went, and I was kind of impressed with
1: that. Um, I know I said a lot of negative things towards this throughout our discussion. But I really liked this movie. Um, I think it's my third favorite of the franchise after 1 and 2. I had a blast watching it. I think I may need to see it one more time to give a fair review. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from the couple negative things I said earlier, I, I had a really good time. I was, enjoyed the whole film. I was never bored. I thought Ghostface was the best he's been since the first film. And it's great to see it's great to see Sydney Gale and Dewey on screen again. Yes. So join us after All our right. uh, our closing outro for some spoiler talk.
0: All right. So spoiler talk. Uh, spoiler spoiler talk. Uh, they're you know. One of the appeals of Scream, I think, more than most slashers is that there's a lot of, like, a whodunit. There's a bit of a mystery yes. to it. And I like that, but I kind of want to talk about who the killers turned out to be. And I don't want to do that in a non-spoiler yeah. section, because that's a dick move. Yeah,
1: that's literally the reason to see these movies, is to piece it together. And Like you said, it's yeah. a whodunit.
0: Yeah. And... I was kind of hoping this whole time that Dewey would have turned out to have been one of the killers. That
1: was one of the fan theories online, like just based on trailers, yeah. they thought maybe he finally had enough and snapped. But I'm... yeah, because in, yeah, in the first film,
0: his sister dies and no one really talks about this. Yes. And that's and, something they should yeah,
1: mention yeah. in the, any of the sequels.
0: Yeah, well, they do a little bit. Um, he has her ashes on his mantle when you see his shitty little yes. trailer.
1: Um, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that direction because I really like Dewey as a character. I yeah. think he's a great character. If anything, it's yes. just like Gale.
0: I think Gale in two or three, that totally would have made sense, but I think she's grown too much as a person to do it at this yeah. point. Like, in the first couple, like the first movie especially, she's just awful. She's only
1: out for herself.
0: Yeah. And by, by three, I think she's not nice but she's genuinely Mm -hmm. good and in this one she's nice and she's good
1: but um, the scene where they're talking to Dewey in his cabin and he's like it's always the boyfriend how long have you known him and (laughs) here's the spoiler section it is the boyfriend Um, it's it's always the boyfriend it was in the first one it was kind of in the second one
0: yes the second one has some cringe moments, Yeah, and the third one has a lot of
1: cringe moments. This one doesn't really have many cringe moments. I think 2 is a worthy sequel. It's yes. not as good as the first, but it's just as entertaining. Where 3, yes. it gets a little too meta, but I enjoy the yes. final uh, act of it. Yes, 3 has that weird problem where Sydney's taken
0: out of the movie for a lot of the time because she's hallucinating her dead mother, which is...
1: weird kind of it was the early 2000s yes uh the issue
0: that i really had with this is that the main character is the daughter of billy yes which doesn't make sense because she'd have to be 25 or older for that to be the case and she says she's 23
1: and so they definitely did that just to show how stupid it is plot-wise to just have, oh, I'm the daughter of so-and-so from a movie that's 30 years old. Like, Star Wars did it, um, Ghostbusters did it, all all these reboots did it, and I kind of appreciated how Scream did it, because it's stupid, it doesn't make sense, but it's nice seeing Skeet Ehrlich back. Yes. He showed up in
0: mirrors a couple of times, which is weird, under, like, weird... Makeup and with some digital de-aging. Yeah. I mean, the guy's in his 50s and looks like he's in his 30s. Like, he's aging well, yes. but he does not look like he's, like, 19 no. or
1: whatever. Like, they could have just so, used him as is and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, but like, he... I mean, he is, I think, like, 52, and he could easily pass for, like, Yeah, 35. he plays
1: the dad in Riverdale, Juggins yeah. dad. Yeah, which is...
0: I mean, he. I'm looking at screenshots at the moment. Like, the guy looks really yeah. good for his age, but...
1: He does not pass for uh, nineteen. No. <laughs> so, but it is a hallucination, so it's a little forgivable.
0: Yes, um, that kind of bothered me, and it also I think made the plot of the first one more convoluted as a result. Yes. Uh, the other thing that kind of made me a little crazy is that the other killer is this like five foot two girl who probably weighs a hundred pounds soaking wet. And she kills Dewey, who, like, even with some nerve damage, is played by a guy who's clearly working out.
1: The choices for the killers, like, it doesn't... Honestly, I don't think they ever really made sense after, like, watching what Ghostface does in costume versus out of costume, and that's just something you kind of gotta take at face value with the genre, but she's tiny, like... The suspension, yes, dis- <laughs> the suspension of disbelief is a little harder to do.
0: That's the part that I had a really hard time believing. Because even if she was like on, like PCP or something, and caught him unaware, which she kind of did, mm-hmm. it's obvious that it's a stuntman and not the actress. Yeah. Because there's no way that this little girl is going to yeah. pick up David Arquette. That's not the problem. height difference
1: is... <laughs> You, you yes, tell. But, yes,
0: but I think because he the boyfriend was also was in that scene as the mm-hmm. boyfriend, like they always do the two killer thing to try to confuse yes. them, but they never like have that significant a height difference. Like Jack Quaid is, I'm not sure if he's like super tall or just comparatively yeah.
1: tall to everyone else in the film, but he he looks tall. Yeah. So a, a thing with Jack Quaid as the villain, like. He is always conveniently out of the room when Ghostface shows up. And I know that's yes. done to, like, kind of throw you off and, like, oh, maybe it's him, but I don't think it is. But I think having, even even if he is the killer in that scene, like, just having him out of the room every time is a bit of a, what's the word I'm yes. looking for? It's, they do it too much, like, even when he's going to the basement, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was a little annoyed that he turned out to be
0: the killer because he's so like milk toast before mm-hmm. that and they keep making him like this dorky boyfriend and he kind of plays the role really well and then when he's turned out when he's revealed re- re- oh. when he's revealed to be the killer he's just chewing
1: all of the yeah. scenery. like he so. just does a 180 mentally and yeah again that's yeah. something that could have been fixed by character development yes. The end to the point that the other
0: killer is such a non-entity that I can't even remember her name. It is it's Amber. Like Amber or something. Yeah, and she's just this like, she was kind of like the bitchy friend for a while, mm-hmm. and then she turned. She turns on the ham right at the end. Yeah.
1: and it would have been nice to see all these characters be the characters they are at the beginning, be the same as the yeah. end. But it's kind of like. They cut out a couple scenes or just decided to be like, oh, they're crazy the whole time. Yes. But um, uh, something I didn't mention in the review that we should have are the kills. Um, mm-hmm. Slasher films, you know you're in it for the kills. And the, the yeah. first half, I feel like, are mostly off-screen and pretty basic. Yes. Like, typical stab, fall, crawl, stab. But... In the later half. They get pretty gnarly. There's a couple
0: that are pretty intense, but you also get the feeling like these killers are not very good at what they do. Because the first victim lives, and she's in the movie throughout afterwards. uh, Sam's little sister. And the twins also survive. Yes. Um,
1: I wish I kind of went more into that. Because if you think about it, they're friends. Maybe subconsciously they didn't want to kill their friends. Well, they did shoot the one
0: girl right in the it head. That's true. Um, but I think it's just because they're like inept at yeah. this, and they're literally Redditers. <laughs> Basically, yeah, they don't call out and say Reddit, but it's it's supposed to be Reddit. Yeah. They're supposed to be like toxic fans of a thing that didn't like it. So they because these killers kept or these the uh, stab these, movies. Yeah, they're based on the the in-universe real events of uh, Woodsburg of yeah. woodsboro Cal- i thought it was in ohio but it's actually uh california oh, i thought it was jersey <laughs> they shoot in kentucky though which is like the the house that they go back to which is another issue that i had why well, go back there
1: because it's the, the first
0: the, movie it's a reboot the third yeah the third act is literally the first the third act
1: from the first yeah, movie without Matthew chewing all the stuff. that's the one thing i don't like yep. th- everything else i talked about is forgivable but just having the final act be the same as the first movie is yeah. it's lazy. Even in a movie like yes. this, where you're being ironic and poking fun at this new legacy genre they're calling it, um, yeah, it, it that's just lazy writing. It does a lot of the same things
0: that uh, the Matrix uh, yes. thing did, or the Ghostbusters, or did. Uh, Force Awakens. Yes, a lot of the same kind of. And, I don't know i think i'm just kind of sick of it. no matter how much you wink at the audience but we don't really want to do this but they're making yeah. us but you still do it like it just feels weird
1: yeah i'm over it we've had five beloved series get ruined because of it i think scream uh breaks the mold but only for so long but um like i said the movie's not perfect but i still really enjoyed it
0: Yes, and I do appreciate that it has the balls to kill uh, Dewey. That? I, like, I really think that that, like, that surprised me. I
1: really like the shot that is after he dies where the like, camera's, yeah. like, panning back. I just, yes. I really like that shot. It stood out to me. Yeah.
0: And in universe, that's Amber under the mask and she says, it was an honor. Like It was an honor. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, i i mean i knew it would ruin the whole thing but i kind of wish that ghostface had dropped the voice for that moment but it would have been so funny to like hear that little girl's voice coming out of this giant stuntman it's an
1: honor (laughs) i think that would have ruined the whole movie
0: yes plus it would have ruined the mystery so like i I understand why they wouldn't do that but that's
1: my my personal that's why ghostface is so Um, scary though he's got that Awesome yes. voice. I
0: I kind of wish that Matthew Willard was in it in some capacity.
1: I yeah, like that he had, A lot of people were speculating he would come back but, as the killer um, Scream, yeah. Mainly because of, you know, it's a legacy film.
0: Yes. And Scream 3, he was supposed to be the killer again. He was supposed to have survived the first one and come back. And for so, no one can like no stories can seem to agree Got on it. it, but um he didn't. Even though he, like he's just kind of a good dude, and I think it would have been cool to see him like tune up the scenery again because he's been doing Shaggy for yeah, Scooby Doo ruined his career. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it ruined. I think he's very happy. But uh, I, you know, it would be nice to see him in some stuff again. Yeah,
1: I, I always liked him, and he was everywhere in the mid '90s. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's he's working steadily, and well, Scooby Doo's never going to end. Stuff. And... <laughs> yes, they didn't get him for the new animated movie which was weird because he's a big star yes. but um anyway uh i'm just kind of going off on that yeah. um, but
1: i've said my piece i really liked it overall yeah i think i think it's a lot of fun i
0: didn't like it but i think that you know there's a lot to like about yes. it it just wasn't for me
1: and That's you just fair. can't think about it too yeah. much
0: because it does not fit into the continuity whatsoever.
1: Yeah, but whatever. Um I it does a good job at mocking West Craven's style. Um yes. Yeah. It's it's a serviceable sequel. Definitely third best in my eyes. Yeah. Do we have a plan for next There's season? nothing coming out this week. I think we're okay. there's nothing until um We'll talk about
0: that. Yeah, sounds good. All right, until then, uh, thank you for joining us at the Crossroads, and watch out for masked killers.